Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. And today we do have a guest who I'll bring on the line here in just a moment. This is another proven Amazon course student who has built an incredible business. He's getting ready to leave his career behind so he and his wife can go full-time into the e-commerce adventure. He's a teacher, public school teacher, yet another one. We've had a few of those lately who's stepping away from his educational career to raise his young son, who's 16-month-old as we're recording this, so that he and his wife and his young son can begin to build the business of their dreams together. They sold a just shy of $490,000 last year on Amazon. And they have their sights set on doing much more than that this upcoming year. Part of the excitement that I have for this story today is this is yet another new coach on our team. Things are growing very quickly around here. We're adding new coaches constantly. And this gentleman who you're about to meet is our first Spanish-speaking coach. He's very fluent in English as well, of course. You're about to hear that, but he speaks Spanish fluently as well. He comes from a Cuban background. His family's Cuban, so very fluent in Spanish. And you're going to enjoy hearing him recount some of the interesting parts of his story, the history of his family a little bit, and also the history of how he got into e-commerce. He stumbled around quite a bit before he found our community, basically scanning barcodes, looking in stores, figuring out different strategies and techniques, making a little bit of money here and there. But eventually it turned into something really cool and really special. And he's going to share all of that with us today on this show. So I think that's all I've got to cover of Michael's story. You're going to hear him mention a couple of resources. I want to fill you in beforehand, just so you know, there's links in the show notes to these things. You're going to hear him talking about how he uses virtual assistants who work in the Philippines. If you're interested in getting a virtual assistant who works for you, that's trained by our team, we're seeing so many success stories with that program. Check out provenreplensva.com as in virtual assistant, provenreplensva.com. Tremendous program, go check it out. And you're also gonna hear him mention tactical arbitrage as a tool that he's beginning to use a little bit. Just want to remind you, you might wanna wait to invest in that tool until you get our special discount that we've got coming for you very soon. And we've got training unique to the strategies that we teach, replan training that you can't get anywhere else. If you scroll back a few episodes, you'll see Leah Modlin was interviewed on the show. She's actively and busily along with Jessica, another one of our coaches is creating a great course right now that teaches you how to use that tool the way that she describes that helped her build her half million dollar a year, very high net profit business. So when you hear those tools mentioned, just want to give you a little heads up on that. We've got great stuff coming for you. I think it's ready to hit the button here. I think I'm ready and get Mr. Michael Mortahone on the line. Enjoy the conversation. So Michael, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Great to have <laughs> you. Fan. Here, well, th- hey, cool. Thanks, man. I'm a big fan from what I'm learning about you too, buddy. So I can't <laughs> wait to get into your story. Let's take us back to whatever point you want and, and let's dive in. Okay. So I can share you remind, I can share a little bit about myself, like like real quick. Um, Please do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Michael Morihon. I'm a teacher, full-time teacher. I've been teaching for about 12 years. I do special ed for the teachers out there. Like, what does he teach? I've done special ed, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. I've taught different positions, different grades throughout the school system. Uh, I live in Miami, Florida. I was born in New York City, Brooklyn. I'm Cuban, so Cubano. So I'm uh, for the Hispanic, for the lands out there. Like um, if you're wondering what nationality or something, Hispanics always, we want to know like, where are you from? You know, so, so I'm Cuban. I was born in the United States. All my family is from Cuba. 
what else? I live in Miami, Florida. I think I said that already. Married. I have a, a, boy, a boy, 16 months old. Um, so we're going through all of that. So that's a lot of work. So it's our first child. So it's, it's, we're learning every day as we go. Yeah. So, so he's pulling stuff off shelves and causing yes. chaos, right? Yes. All the inventory. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everything is just, and God forbid you take it from him. It's, ah, it's like, you exactly. took like gold get or through something. it. It, it goes yeah. like a blank, man. It'll be over. Take lots of pictures oh. and video, video. Yeah. Little yeah. short videos. Those will be mm-hmm. priceless. Ten years from now, dude. I'm telling you right now. The way that I, works I, sometimes now. I do that. I'm I'm taking the videos. I'm like, I need to do this because I'm maybe I'm too lazy now. But in ten years, I'm going to go. You should take that video. Oh, they'll be precious, <laughs> precious yeah. possessions. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. Man. Um, what else? Let me see. I, I took some notes here. So let me see what else I can tell to myself that's pertinent. Yeah. So um, so I love to teach. Uh, that's always been my thing. Uh, I was never. I'm not an entrepreneur. I don't have entrepreneurial background. I don't come from that kind of background or, you know, generation, family. My family are not business owners. I didn't even know anything about business doing, you know, about e-commerce or anything like that. So I have, so if those listening to think, oh, he knows a lot of stuff. I know nothing. I didn't even know nothing. I didn't even know what a profit and loss was. I didn't know accounting. Nothing, nothing. So no, nothing about selling. I teach, you know? So I guess you want me to go, I guess, into the story of how I got into... Yeah, like, I mean, what e-commerce? got you interested in e-commerce? You know, talk us through that. What uh, what prompted you to start researching and, and what did you try? Sure. So the story was, uh, I was driving to work, to the school, and then I used to listen to this podcast. Uh, it's e-commerce. It was like a online selling podcast. And then they had an interviewer, like they were interviewing somebody, a guest, and the, the lady was saying that she sells on Amazon. And I thought, you can sell on Amazon. You just buy stuff. So she was saying how she was doing even a hundred, like this was years ago, like 2015 or something. And then she was doing like a hundred thousand dollars in profit. And I almost like pulled over my car. Cause I'm like, that's double my teachers, more than double my teacher's salary. So I was like, how can you sell stuff on Amazon? And you're doing like double what I'm doing. I'm driving here to work. I'm like, I need to know more about this. Like, this is crazy. So I heard her podcast was very like, heard her interview was very good. Intrigued, intrigued me. She had a website. I went on, she had some eBooks, bought some eBooks, started learning hearing more podcasts. And I just went down the, the trail. You know, I, I don't even, I think the pack was around back then, the Proven Amazon course, but yeah. I didn't have it. Didn't even yeah. know your That team, wasn't like, your entry path into the e-commerce mm-hmm. world. Yeah. So you had no. to see, yeah, we've been around, we're over 10 years at this point. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you were around back then. Yeah. I just didn't, didn't even know you guys, exa- I didn't even know it was a thing. So. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So then I just went like stumbling my way through Amazon, like an e-commerce, like listening to like the most, like a lot of people I just, like, I guess, like listening to podcasts, going on Facebook, going into, going to Facebook, typing Amazon group, you know, Amazon seller, and just joining all the groups, reading all the comments, reading eBooks, watching YouTube. I did everything, you know, like even if I was doing it wrong, I was just, just absorbing as much as I could. I'm very like a careful person. I don't, I'm not that type of person to go, I put $10,000 and stuff in China and, you know, and, and I ordered some random stuff and I tried to sell it and it's in my garage. Like I'm not one of those people. Like I was, I was scared to spend a hundred dollars. So it was like, like a 20, like a $10 ebook was like, I don't even know if I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if this real information is real. It's fake. So little by little, I just started learning, going to Goodwill, going to garage sales, try to state sales. I didn't really work out. Like I went to like one or two. But just doing a lot of garage sales since I live in Miami every Saturday, there's just garage sales everywhere. And there's just Goodwills and Salvation Armies and places like that. Uh, I just tried it. I just buy a few things. I probably did things, I'm sure I did things wrong, you know, 
buying from Goodwill and garage sales are not always in pristine new condition and I was selling them as new and should have maybe used like new or something, I would just send it in. Probably shouldn't have done that. Didn't have any receipts, invoices, nothing, you know, just selling stuff, you know, little things. I didn't even know about ranks, like a little bit, you know, I would kind of look at the rank. I didn't have Keepa, uh, which is the, the service, you know, to check how many sales the product is selling on. So yeah, so I didn't have any tools. I didn't know nothing. I was just, I just had, I just had my phone and just scan stuff, you know, and didn't know what I was doing. I would find clearance aisles. I was like, oh, there's clearance. Let me try this clearance stuff. And I just found a few things. So again, it took us a few years, little by little, like we would get better every year, but we didn't have like a lot of mentoring or, or coaching or anything. We were just like out there in the wild, you know, and on Facebook and stuff, you know, so it wasn't very structured. So it was just like a side thing. And, you know, and I never thought of it as like a, like an income. I just thought I would make a couple hundred bucks a month, you know, something on the side. And that's as far as my mind went. You know, and I think most people who, it. most people who think of selling on Amazon, if they're even aware of it all, that it exists, hmm. they think it's what you just described, or they think it's launching a brand. Like right. you filling your garage with product and hoping you figure out how to sell it someday, ordering from China, launching a private. Uh-huh. Yep. I would say 95% of the people out there who are familiar with selling on Amazon, they jump to one of those two extremes. Oh, it's scanning barcodes, looking for clearance aisles, looking for stuff you can flip. If right. will. Or it's launching a brand, going big and taking big risks and hoping it works out nine, 10 months from now, a year from now. Right. What I love about this community and this podcast is, you know, and I know this is part of your story too, is and this is where we're heading. There's another way. I would say yeah. it's so much better as a starting point than right. the other two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, keep us going just to keep the, keep the users up. And if, for those who are interested in Keepa, which Michael mentioned, go listen to podcast episode 369. I talk about Keepa, K-E-E-P-A, why we love it, why we use it, what it does for you, why it's different. It's only 20 bucks a month or so power tool yeah. you must have. And we have no vested interest in saying that. I, I barely hmm. get any affiliate commissions. I think I've made less than a hundred bucks over the eight years I've been promoting them. <laughs> it's like, wow. I just send people to go grab it because I don't want to, I don't want people think, oh, you're trying to sell your tool. No, that's not my tool. I, I email the guys that run it, but it's a power tool. So go to listen to episode 369 if you've never heard it. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Just keep no, no, everyone cool. up to speed and hopefully that helps some of our new listeners too. No, excellent. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm going, I wrote some notes. I'm like, kind of, so I don't stumble my, myself from my own story. So yeah. So like I said, I, I also sold some video games because I, I love video games. I'm a gamer. So I was, I sold some old games, sold some stuff on eBay. Again, didn't know what I was doing. I say, I don't know what I was doing. Cause even when I listen to sometimes podcasts or other people, I think those guys knew what they were doing. Like they knew everything. They knew how to do everything. I just took pictures and I put a price and called it a day, you know, like, so I tell I say that just so those that are listening, they don't think it's so complicated. You know, it's not as complicated as it as it sounds. It's 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 work, but it's not super complicated. Like it has its details. You have to learn things, but it's you know, it's they don't have to be so fancy. Sometimes you know, I think we overcomplicate sometimes things. Like with at least with we're reselling, yes. um, sometimes in some aspects. So then yeah, so then growing little by little every year. You know, I started seeing more money in my pocket, more profit, you know, more sales to the point that um, what really helped me, of course, was the pack course, the My Silent Team group and a couple other groups, you know, also that I've learned from and other mentors and a coach also that I had not in, not part of the My Silent Team, the 
the Proven Amazon course group, like another mentor. And she also helped me a lot. So it was just learning from other people that were much more experienced than me. And they would fill in those gaps where I was just hitting a wall. So like, for example, like our sales would be stuck like at 10,000 sales a month. And then I was like, I cannot get past 10,000. It's like, I would go to more stores and try to scan more. And I just, I couldn't. I'm like, what, like, what is going on? Like, I cannot, I keep hitting this wall. It was like an invisible wall until I would have to sit with somebody and then tell them. And then they would explain to me, like, you need to do this. You're not doing this. You know, maybe it was a repricer or maybe it was a software or something that I needed to try. And then I would break that barrier and I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. And then I would hit 15,000 or, and then 17,000 and I would hit a wall again. So I would always like hit walls, you know, and then I would get over the wall and then, it was just by growth. Honestly, at the end of the day, it's just growing more and more and more and learning more. Like you just, you don't know what you don't know. And there's little things and tricks and softwares and things that can always help you grow. But in the beginning, you don't know everything. So you hit that wall and you don't even know why you're hitting the wall. And then somebody or a mentor or a coach can help you get over it. So, or like the pack course, like they, you know, it's a lot of information is there. So when you watch and you're like, oh, like, of course, I didn't think of that. That's a good idea. And then you do it and you're like, oh, that was the wall. You know, that's an excellent point. You know, and I'll make a, a bigger observation, kind of restate what you just said, Michael. Is sure. Sometimes people think, well, e-commerce business—that means I'm going to be doing this by myself. Mm. No, you're going to need a community. You're going mm-hmm. to need, and you just mentioned several relationships, and the course is phenomenal. And we do have that occasional student who just plows through by themselves, gets the content. But I think that's the value of our coming up on seventy thousand member free Facebook group people doing this business all over the world is at least have those relationships. Ideally, you even have real world relationships or people that you can meet with, do a Zoom, like what we're doing right now. For those who are watching on YouTube, you can see, you know, we're kind of hanging out. You can do that. Use Zoom, use another tool to connect relationships. E-commerce is not a relationship independent business model. It depends very heavily, just as heavily as any other business model does on meeting people, building relationships, having conversations. You can move forward so much faster in the right direction. And I love that you said, you don't even know what questions to ask. You don't even know what mm-hmm. questions you're not asking that you should be. Right. That's where having yeah. someone come alongside makes a lot of sense. Yeah, especially people that have already been there and done that. And unfortunately, I've seen it, at least in my experience, and, and not so much in, in the MySilenting group, but in other groups and, and just in other businesses, like when you, you hear conferences or, or other speakers, again, not so much with your, I don't think at all in, in your group, like at all. It's like, so it's very different than my silent team than like, not saying like every other group is terrible, but some other groups like they they get kind of arrogant or they don't want to share things or it's like, it's like a secret and they make it like it, it's sometimes it's like ego driven. And that would frustrate me because I'm like, I just want to learn. Like, just, you know, show me, teach me. And they're like, no, it's, it's like a secret. I can't show you everything. And then so it would frustrate me. So I'm like, you know, how are these people making, doing all these things, but they don't tell you how they're doing it. I'm like, okay, so are you really doing these things? Like, are you really making this much money or making this many sales? Like, cause you're not sharing any details. So how, how do I know? You know, but then this group, this podcast has always been like, they're open. Like they say, we go here, we shop here, we buy this, we do that. And I'm like, man, these guys just lay everything out. Compared to like some other groups, everything is like secret, you know, it's like everything's hush hush, you know? So it would, well, you, you've heard I the analogy, that, yeah. probably you've heard before. And if it's someone's mm-hmm. new, they may not have heard it yet, but the cake versus candlelight, you know, mm-hmm. it, do you see success as something only a few people can have? And once they have it, there's no success for anybody else, which means I better keep my secrets close to my chest. I better not tell anyone else what I do. Everyone else out there is competing with me for mm-hmm. success. And only a few of us can have it. That's a poverty mentality of success. 
we have an abundance mentality towards success. It's more like candlelight. We can light as many candles as we want and offer it to as many people as we want. And what we're left with is an incredible community of people who care for each other in the end, instead of a bunch of people who are trying to undermine and misinform and deceive and hold their secrets close to their chest. Like, I don't even know how a group like that works. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, it, and it's frustrating because you can't get, you know, I wasn't learning much. So that's why I kept hitting walls, you know, and I'm, you know, and nobody, or they would give me very vague answers. You know, they're like, how do I increase my sales? Go to shop at stores, go to the store, like go to a, go to stores. I'm like, which store? Stores, you know? Okay. You know, or like things like that, like very vague. I'm like, okay. So for, like I said, like a while, I was just kind of like out there, just going everywhere, sourcing. So we do a lot of retail arbitrage for those that are wondering, like, what does he do? So I do, we do right now a lot of retail online arbitrage and some wholesale. We've always done a lot of RA. We started the Goodwill, the, the garage sales, all of that. And then we would do the clearance aisles in Target, Walmart. We have a lot of Publixes down here. So we do a lot of Publix, supermarkets, really anything, like anywhere, Kohl's, Tuesday morning, I've been to, there was one here, but they closed it. Uh, whatever, like even Starbucks one time, they had like some end of the year, like coffee and it was super on sale. And I, I walked out with like a huge thing of just coffee. It wasn't expired and it was like super cheap. So just like anywhere, like, like when people say you can literally source anywhere, you literally can't. Some stores don't have much, you know, sometimes you won't, might find one thing, two things. Sometimes you find a shopping cart, you know, so it just depends, but you have to go out there and, and try. You're going to hit walls. You're, sometimes you won't find anything, especially if you're new. But you just got to keep trying, you know, and try different stores. You know, you try this store. Like, for example, I know some sellers are great at big lots. And I go to big lots, I don't find much, you know, but maybe my big lots isn't that good. And other stores that people try that I do really well in and then they go, they don't find much. Or they find like three things. I'm like, I find cartloads, you know. So, you know, you just have to try. And that's ours been my wife and I. My wife does it. My wife already does the business full time. So she's doing this full time. That's like her, her job, basically. So then, yeah. So then after we continue to grow like and learning from pack and groups and all of that. Like I had to eventually get a virtual assistant and we hired one from the Philippines to help us with online arbitrage because I started using tactical arbitrage a few years back when it, not when it first started, but a little bit after it started, I, I signed up and the, the program was super difficult to use. Had no idea how to use it. A lot of people use it. And they're like, how do you use this program? I didn't know. It took me months to figure it out. Like I would just scan, scan, wouldn't find much or find thousands of products. And then it's like, it's like two or something that were like so-so. And I'm like, how do people make money off this program? I don't understand. So it just took a long time watching a lot of videos, trainings, doing it over and over and over, you know, just with experience. So I've gotten the hang of it. It's pretty good now. I, I find quite a few items uh, on a weekly basis from it. So it was to the point like I had to hire a virtual assistant to help me go through that. So I kind of have like different plates spinning, I guess. So I have like my VA helping me with online arbitrage, which is with tactical arbitrage, or sometimes like if the store isn't on tactical arbitrage, I'll tell her to do a reverse search, which is where I'll tell her, here's this sale on this website and they have 300 items. Tactical arbitrage can't scan it because it's not on the list to scan it. So I say, okay, open Amazon, open the site and then start, you know, shopping, you know, copy paste the item from whatever the clearance is and then put it in Amazon and start looking, you know, and then just, just start going down the list. So sometimes I do that too. And then she'll make me a little list and say, oh, okay, out of the 200 items, I found 15 or something. Great. You know, so we do that. And then we do the RA. Something that we do a lot of and which I discovered is outlets. So we started with, I call them just a little verbiage I came up with. I call it the big four. So I started with Marshalls, Ross, TJ Maxx, and Burlington. 
So it started more like Marshalls, TJ Maxx. We hit those stores. Uh, we did very well. And then we started going into outlets. And then as I started doing outlets, it's a lot of clothing and shoes and all of that. And I was scared of doing that category, like scared and like they were going to bite me, but like I didn't know how to do them because I'd never really sold clothing and shoes. I would mainly do like groceries, some replans, like, you know, replenishable items that I would find in grocery stores or clearance items, health and beauty stuff like pills or makeup, stuff that I would just randomly find. But a lot of clothing, I mean, um, a lot of grocery, a lot of toys. And then when I discovered those stores, I was like, oh, there's lots of stuff here, but there was a lot of clothing. So then when I tried it, I started getting the hang of it. I started figuring out the variations and the colors and the sizes and all of that. And it started doing really well. There wasn't that much competition. There isn't that much competition often on clothing. Sometimes there is, but not as much as like as some grocery items because it's. I feel it's a little easier, especially toys. Like toys, there's tons of competition. Grocery does too, but I feel like clothing people don't get it. So then they're like, eh, I don't want to do clothing. Let's do this other category. So then they kind of stay in their lane, and I try to find lanes that p- categories that people don't really are like afraid of touching it or or they don't understand. So that started to grow and I started to see our profit and our income grow, grow, grow. And then I went into the outlets and now we just, we hit a lot of outlet stores because the outlets are great because all the stores are in one place. You don't have to like drive all around everywhere, which is what we used to do. We were just like, we have like a schedule and then like Monday, we're going to go here. Tuesday, we're going to go here. Mainly my wife would do it because I was working, but sometimes I would go too. And then um, like if I had a day off or weekend or whatever. So this was this always been like my second job. So my wife would go buy stuff and then we would source it. I mean, um, prep it, pack it, take all the stickers, all that fun stuff, poly bag it, ship it in. But it just started to grow and grow. And as we, as we put in more systems and things were getting more organized, that's how our sales kept going up instead of just like randomly like, let's go to Publix or let's go to Target and find some clearance. You know, now it was like Monday, we're going here. Tuesday, we're going here. Wednesday, we're going here. Thursday, we're, we're packing and shipping. You know, Friday, we're going to another store. Monday, we do it again. You know, it was like, it became a system. And then our sales and profit were going up. And then I was like, okay, this is working. So now I have to reevaluate. Like, now it's looking like a real business, not just like a side thing where I'm making 200 bucks a month. Now I'm making more than that. So I'm like, okay, let me start figuring out their software, virtual assistants. Like, that's where I really started taking more seriously because I wanted to see, I started to see that this is something that I could do full-time. It's not just something I just do whenever. How long was this? Take us through a bit of a timeline. Uh, how recently are we talking when it started to click for you? Right. So I would say around 2019, 2020. Yeah. Like more 2020, because like, it's been growing every year. Like I can have my numbers. I've, I've heard enough podcasts. So I know you're going to ask me my numbers. Let's see. In 2019, we did 198,000 in sales in 2019. And then 2020, we did 241. So then once I saw like it was in the hundreds, almost 200, I was like, okay, like, hold on. Like now I really got to, this could be something that I could do full time. That it's, you know, so getting to the point where it could be replaced, it can, be, it can replace my teaching income. And it was already, already replaced my wife's income. Because I always told my wife like, look, that's, you try it full time. See if it works for a few months. If this thing doesn't work, it's not working. It's not enough to pay the bills. You know, we just, you get a job. We go, we just do like we always were doing, which is we were both working and doing Amazon on the side. But I said, if it can replace your income, then eventually it can replace mine because I was making more at the time. So I was like, you know, I don't want to, like I said, I'm very careful. So I wasn't just like, let's quit our jobs and do this full time. Like I, I'm not one of those people. So <laughs> right. like, I don't 
we don't have like a backup plan. We don't have like tons of money in the bank or we have this other, all these plans. Like it's either we have money to pay our bills or we're homeless, you know? So it's like, I can't like, I can't be playing, taking those kind of risks so cavalier. So I had to be careful. So once she quit her job and it was working, I'm like, okay, let's sit down at the table again. And every month we would just sit down, look at our numbers, you know, or every couple months and just, you know, uh, well, not every, like a month or sometimes a couple of times a month and just figure things out and see how much profit are we making? How much sales are we doing? What's selling? What stores are doing better than other stores? What categories or what types of items are selling for more profit and which ones are like never selling? They're just sitting there in, in our inventory and they're not selling. Let's not touch those brands anymore. You know, this brand is selling really well. Let's do that brand, you know? So little by little, we were just creating our systems until like 2020. Then we did the 241,000 in sales. And then this past year, we did 489,000 in sales, almost 500, which is pretty close. I was like, oh, I want to get to 500. So yeah, so that's kind of where we're at now. Like we have the RA, the online arbitrage, and we do some wholesale. Like I want to get more into it. I know how to do it. I just have to contact more wholesalers and open more accounts and stuff like that. A couple of topics I'm going to dive into a little bit, Michael. I'm just sure. trying to think through and maybe you can teach me something new about the clothing category. We do some, sure. but not a lot. But quite often what you'll see with clothing is, let's say there's a, uh, let's use a shoe, for example. And let's say that there's, the shoe comes in, you know, 18 different sizes. It's a, it's a male shoe, tennis shoe. Can you sell on that listing if you find a popular like I just found one pair <laughs> and I can buy it mm. for 30 and it's selling for 110. Yeah. And yeah. I can list on that ASIN in with the size and color appropriate too. Right. So you can jump on that listing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it goes a little bit against the replen strategy, which is like the keyword search. Cause you, you don't want to do keyword searches with clothing because, and it's happened to us many times. Like we have a shopper that goes to the stores for us. And even, even yesterday, we were doing a shipment and she brought us two shorts, two Nike shorts, and they looked exactly the same. But they were like, when you really look at them, they were like a slight thing was sim- like different, like the logo was on a different spot or something. So it was like the same color. They almost look alike. And even she made a mistake and she's been doing it for a long time. And she was like, oh my, I didn't notice. And it, one had a horrible rank, but like a million something, which was the bad one. And then the good one was, was fine. So we were like, wow, like they look almost exactly the same, but the ranks can be completely like, which doesn't make any sense because I mean, if they're pretty similar, you would think the ranks would be kind of the same, but clothing is so picky. Yeah. Like yeah. it's better just to scan the UPC and make sure like what you're holding in your hand is, is on that picture, you know? Matches so, the listing. Yeah. That's what we say. we're looking for, yeah. for great ASINs, right. not for great products. Correct. And that's one yes. of the light bulb moments that you have to have for all of this <laughs> to start to make sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, just to encourage people, you know, there's a lot in clothing and I've heard a lot of people just swear by clothes. And it's one of the few categories where you probably can justify spending a fair amount of time just scanning barcodes and comparing what you see on the, in your hand in front of you mm-hmm. with what it's selling for on Amazon. Because it's, you know, if it's one level of convenience to order, say, cans of green beans from Amazon when you could go to Walmart instead people pay for that premium. But when it comes to clothes, people truly don't know. When they hop in their car to go clothes shopping, they don't know what they're going to find when they get to the store. Yeah. It's hard to know. So online is far superior there. So you got the exact size, the exact brands. Like, that is a huge value service. And you find clothes marked down so mm-hmm. easily. So that is one of the areas. I'm not a big fan of scanning barcodes 
we do very, very little of it. We're looking for replens, which doesn't involve barcodes. But with clothes, yeah, you can justify spending some time there for sure. That's mm-hmm. cool to hear you say that. But what I want to hear is from you is if you put your business like on a pie chart, these are all approximates. Cool. How much of it's clothing? How much of it is scanning barcode type of you know clearance, bought it on sale, found a good deal? And then how much of it is the true traditionally, or I'd say the, the replin model, you know, where you're buying boring stuff when it sells, you go buy more of it, full retail price. There's no hunt involved. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. Good question. Honestly, I want to do more replens. I know how to do it. I mean, I, I, I've gone through Jimmy's course. It's excellent. That was one of the best courses. I mean, it's not like to brag or anything, but really like he, he broke that thing down really, really well. So I was like, wow, this, this is a good course. Like it, he wasn't vague, very detailed. I was like, this is what I want. You know? So when I saw it, I was like, I need to do this. I mean, my wife both watched it. We were like, we needed to replens. So we just haven't had the time, like, to really invest more time into it because we've been focused on what we've been doing. And then I wanted to kind of have that stable foundation where it's, I have money and time now to kind of play with. So in the pie chart, like you were saying, I'd say uh, out of our category, I would say maybe maybe 50% is clothing and shoes. Maybe. I'd have to check. Oh, approximate. Other central. But yeah, around like 50%. Uh, I would say maybe another 30 to almost maybe 30, 35%, maybe 40, I don't know, would be maybe 30% would be like uh, beauty stuff. So makeup, palettes, lipstick, stuff that I don't even know. Like sometimes I have it and I have to ask my wife, I'm like, what is this? What, what are we selling here? You know, I'm like, can you use this? And she's like, yeah, this is for that. This is a blush <laughs> and a powder and you put it here. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, right. we're going to sell it. <laughs> so yeah, so lots of stuff like that. And it's great because even again, I tell my wife, I'm like, why do you, why do you women pay all this money for this little, this little thing? You know, like it's just, you know, but it's a lot of money. Like people pay a lot of money for beauty stuff. I didn't think, cause it's so tiny. I'm like, this little thing is like $15. Somebody's going to pay more than that. But sometimes on Amazon, it's, the prices are astronomical. I'm like, wow. And they sell very quickly because they are replens. So, you know, they're just not like a traditional, like a gro- usually replens is like grocery or yeah. I, at least for me, I think replens, I think food, you know, groceries, anything consumable. Yeah. But beauty is also a replen because you want, they have, women have that lipstick or the powder or whatever that runs out. They, they want that. They like that powder and they like that brand and they're sticking with, with that powder, you know, because yeah. it works for them for whatever reason. They love it. They're going to buy it. And sometimes it's hard to find because it's like you want, there's 50 million thousand shades of, of, you know, makeup and powders and lipsticks and all that. So it's like you have the one shade of lipstick that you like and you know, it's like, you can't find it. And you go to the store and you're like, they don't have my shade. I need my shade. So they'll jump on Amazon. They'll pay three, four times the price, but their shade is there, you know, yeah. or there's yeah. their type or brand or whatever. Just to, to clarify something for possibly for you, Michael, and for the listeners as well about kind of how we define a replen. It doesn't have to be something that customers tend to repurchase. Hmm. That actually uh, is a very common, probably the, one of the most common, and it definitely could be, and we do love grocery and we do love items that people buy more than once, but that's not what makes it a replen. What makes it a replen is how predictably it sells for me. It could be a hammer. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I'm not going to have anybody that signs up for, you know, I want to buy one hammer every month. Like, that's irrelevant. No one needs that. But if that hammer sells for me predictably 15 to 20 times a month, that's a replen for me. I can source it full mm-hmm. retail. It sells 15 to 20 times a month at a great profit margin that I like. 
I'm talking from the seller's perspective, that's a replen because all I have to do is replenish my inventory when I need some more. So just yeah, make sure we're, that's true. Yeah, everyone understands when we say replen, that's more what we're talking about is from the seller's perspective, it's easy to replenish my inventory when I need more. It's a predictable study. It's not like a clearance item where, man, I just found a stack of $20 bills at Walmart this weekend. Beautiful. Sell them. They're out now, but I made some money. And that's cool. But it's not a replen, regardless yeah. of what kind of product it was. Because I can't go back and get more when I need it. I can't replenish my inventory easily. right? Mm. So that, I just want to make that distinction for folks. Because it sounds like you guys are doing a lot of... It's, it's the hustle mode. It's the hustle model, which involves yeah. you know getting out, hitting the stores, scanning the fair amount of barcodes. You guys put up almost half a million in sales with that model. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And with you, you working as a teacher. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, we have help. Like my wife does it. We have one shopper. She goes now three times a week to the stores. We have uh, her daughters are preppers. So she helps us with that. And we're looking actually to hire like another shopper, another prepper. And like you said, yeah, it is a hustle, but what's really good. And I've, I found it interesting is that a lot of what we buy is it's not really a replant because I can't replenish it per se. Like sometimes I'll find the same item is on sale again, or I go to the store, there's 30 of them. I took the 30 and then they're gone. But then in a few weeks, they're back again, like because they're back in stock or the sale shifted. Like maybe this thing was at 50% off. Now it's 80% off. I buy it at 80%. When it's at 50%, it's not good. So it's like, as I started to learn the stores and learn the sales and even speak to men, and I've also learned this from, from, from you and from the course, like relationships, like just talking to these managers, because maybe in a Walmart, I mean, I guess it could work in a Walmart in any store. I don't want to say it won't work. But sometimes these, these stores that we go to, they're pretty small. And sometimes there isn't even anybody in the store. It's like two people in the store. So you just walk in and like the manager will help you like around the store or they're just like right there. And there's like only a couple of people. You can just be like, hey, like, you know, when is it, when you guys get your next shipment? When is this coming in stock? I'm going to buy 30 of these shorts. Like, do you get more of these? Oh yeah, we have like a hundred of them in the back. And I'm like, oh. Like I will take the hundred, you know, like, right. so we, that's happened to us and it's not rare. Like it happens a lot. So a lot in the sense, like it's not rare, like to have those conversations because the managers want to get rid of, because they're outlets or, or their stores like that. And they want to get rid of stuff. So like, they're super happy. So like, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and they go in their little, you know, their little microphone thing. Like, okay, bring out the five boxes. You know, we got a guy here who wants them all and it just bring them out like in a cart. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's so it's just, yeah. Yeah. The relationships. Uh-huh. And it, that's really helped me make a lot of money. Like, especially in one particular store where I had the manager's phone number, they would text me. They were like, oh, we have this thing on sale. Do you want it? You know, I would even sometimes just like, I would fill out the paperwork to leave work early. But like, they would tell me, it would be like a Tuesday and they're like, oh, Friday, we have a new shipment. And I will go to the office and I'm like, I'm leaving Friday. Like, I'm not coming Friday because <laughs> I can go there and make like a month, you know, almost a month's salary, like a day, you know? So, so it's been getting to the point where I can, our business is growing so much that it was even worth taking days off because it's like I compare how much I'm going to make today at work to how much I'm going to make going to this store or this sale or, or new shipment that they're having. Like it was, it was worth it, you know, like it far outweighed it. That's phenomenal. So what was your margin in 2021? Did you calculate your net, calculate your net margin on that 490? Let, I think it was around 20 something percent, but I have inventory lab here and I'm going to check. Uh, let me see. Cool. We're going to get super accurate. Yeah just, yeah, just out of doing our due diligence, or no one, I don't want anyone to be in the impression that you sold, that you pocketed 480. And of course, that was yeah, I wish, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, no way. Yeah, and and I, 
I also, when I first started, I would hear people say like, I did 300,000 in sales. I'm like, oh my gosh, these people must be like super rich, you know? And I've, and it's <laughs> sure. when they really, but a lot of times they won't share their numbers or they did. I'm like, oh, that, that's all you made, you know? Well, I've met sellers, not in this group, but in another group, even one time there was a seller, he did half a million dollars in sales and he told me he made nothing, you know, like he made, he almost went negative. Yeah. I'm like, yes. how did you do that? Like you well, did probably drop shipping. <laughs> yeah. Drop shipping. That's a way to put up big numbers and make no money. Right. <laughs> and that's why it would shock me because again, I'm a teacher. So I'm, I'm used to just like a salary. So when people say half a million, I'm like, that's a lot of money, you know? And they're like, oh, we, we made like a few thousand dollars. I'm like, how? Like, what? Like, that doesn't right. make any sense, you know? So if you're around 20% at, at around half a million, that, that's a hundred thousand net. That's not too shabby. Yeah. So I would say around a hundred thousand net. And then that's before expenses. So like I have to pay my, my shopper, the programs, uh, we also pay ourselves. So I started doing that too. Like, let's say, I don't know, like in a month, if I got X amount of money, I started even before 2021, I started little by little, like saying, okay, I'm going to have Amazon pay for these things. So I was, okay. So my plan was always to, I don't want to, like, I love to teach. And for those teachers out there, most of us do it because we love what we do. We're not really doing it for the money. <laughs> I wish we would get paid more. I don't want to go on the soapbox rant of, of the teaching profession, but you know, it is what it is. So. Little by little, I said, okay, if this is going to be something that I can, is going to replace my income, I need it to replace my income. So I started, okay, let's see if Amazon can pay monthly for my electric bill and my phone bill. So let's say I needed $200 a month. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to pay that with my salary anymore. I'm going to have Amazon pay for that. So then I, I will pull, you know, I would pay back. I use a, a business credit card. So I'd pay off the card for the inventory. And then I would put money into my pocket and I would say, okay, did, well, did I make enough to pay that much? Okay, I did. Okay, next month I'm going to pay the light bill, the electric bill, like the light bill, the, the phone bill, and I don't know, my car insurance or something. You know, and I would start adding bills. And then I would stop paying for those bills and take my money and save it or pay that, well, pay down debt first. And I had like, uh, we were able to pay off our cars and then save money for, you know, for our own savings. So I said, okay, let me pay down debts so I can have more money coming in so I don't have to pay those debts. And I know I'm going to like a personal finance thing, but, and then saving money and then having Amazon pay for more. So like disconnecting my bills from my salary and have Amazon pay more of my salary. So it's like separating the two to the point where I got to the point where Amazon was paying everything, you know, and I was just saving all my money into a savings. So for like all my money from my job is just savings. Like I would get paid and just, I would just transfer all that money into my savings account and then Amazon cool. would just pay for everything. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's recently, that's not, so the listeners don't think I've been doing it for years. Like that's literally like now, like it's recently happening, like since that's, last year. Congratulations. That's a, that's a very cool place to be. So you yeah. feel like you've got a, a fairly stable position now. You have options. Correct. That's what financial yes. freedom is. That's what, that's right. what freedom is. I've got options. Correct. Yes. And that's, and it's a great feeling. And honestly, just and to share this also, like I recently, I recently put in my resignation later as a teacher. Really? So I'm done. Yeah. So I'm not. I was going to ask. Yeah. Very Just good. recently. Yeah. So I wrapped up everything. I didn't do it like uh, in Spanish. We say sin vergüenza. So I didn't do it like, uh, like I just left, you know, like I'm leaving, you know, like I spoke to, to the principals. I said, you know, I want to retire, resign my resignment as my position, have everything in order. Everything's good. I'm not going to like just walk out, you know. So I did every, I tried to do my best to do everything correctly so I can leave, you know, without an issue, you know. So, and I have enough expenses to at least like six to eight months of expenses saved. So, and on Good. top of that, the business is just growing every month. It's just the yeah. sales just go up and up and up. So I'm like, yeah. it got to the point where 
like I'm losing sleep because, you know, like at night I'll be doing tactical arbitrage, looking for items and I have to wake up in the morning, go to work. And then I come home, I have to do a box to help my wife with the shipment. So it was like, it was stressing me out. So it's like, okay, I have to pick one. Like I have to trust God and do this. And then I told my, you know, and thank God, I, like you said, I have the option. It's like worst case scenario of Amazon, which God willing, it's not going to happen, but worst case scenario doesn't work. Like I can go back to teaching, you know, worst case scenario, God forbid, you know, yeah. I can Well, because again. you've, you've managed those relationships responsibly, you know, you're right. not making enemies as you're leaving. You're saying, Hey, I, this is a tough decision. I love you guys. I, I might be back at some point, but I've got a new adventure. Right. So the right. door's still open. You've got a great reputation in, in, among teachers and, and yeah, here's and what I'm excited schools. about is, you know, the listeners don't know, but I, I know <laughs> the listeners don't yet that you're one of our latest coaches. We yeah. brought you on board one because you got a great teacher's heart and you, you've got tremendous success, but you also speak Spanish fluently. So you're going to be our first si, señor. fluent. Gracias, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Cross laughs> mi amigo. We've, <laughs> and that's about all I know. <laughs> but <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, thanks. I lived in Guatemala for 100 days. I picked up a few things, but oh, nice. Uh, so we've got a sp- full Spanish speaking coach on our team now. And mm-hmm. you're going to be handling some of the newer students that are, you know, kind of dipping their foot in the water. I think you're going to be moving into replens more, what's the word I'm looking for, intentionally. Right. Because I think with, with the level of hustle that you guys are putting in and the kind of system you've built, if that was a replens model yeah. exclusively, that's double the business. And, right. And it's 20% of the work maybe for you. So I, right. what I love about your story though, Michael, is we've kind of seen now what's possible with just hustle and a small team and just mm-hmm. scanning barcodes and going to the right stores and building a few relationships. Yeah. That's a mm-hmm. half million dollar business with yeah, one of you working full time. <laughs> yeah. And working full time. And I, like, again, I don't want listeners to think like, this is all, you know, I'm working like Monday to Friday, eight to four. And then, I, then my wife is like, you know, I'm finishing a shipment. I come home, I change, yeah. get ready, you know. With a 16 month old, you know, I mean, like, yeah, with a, a day. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so like, it's like, yeah. Yeah, so it's like change diapers, change diapers, do that. Okay, run downstairs. <laughs> Baby's good. He's screaming. We gotta label stuff, poly bag, get the shipment, do the UPS pickup. Okay, I got it. did the pickup. The box is out. But, you know, yeah. we gotta do dinner. We gotta cook. You know, it's just like we're, you know, nonstop. It's a so it, it's a season. Yeah. You'll yeah, settle yeah. into a groove of predictability and stability from this season that I'm excited to see you guys kind of drift into, transition into. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a beautiful thing to watch happen. Yeah. Hey, Business Building Warrior, quick update. One of our sponsors, Payoneer.com. They're tremendous. They've got up to $750,000 without a credit check to help you grow your Amazon or Walmart business. These guys are a proud sponsor of this program. Thank you for checking out their offer at Payoneer.com slash funding. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R.com. Payoneer.com slash funding. Thanks for the sponsorship. Go check these guys out. It's a season. Yeah. You'll yeah, settle yeah. into a groove <laughs> of predictability and stability from this season that I'm excited to see you guys kind of drift into, transition into. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch happen. Yeah. Yeah, God willing. Yeah. It's, well, it's what's been, your, it's been what's your goal with... Oh, so when's your last day with your teaching career and what's your goal for 2022? 
Uh, for the teaching career, about in about a week, I'm done. Oh, wow. So I already Good put time. in my resignation later, actually on Tuesday, like this past Tuesday. Do you so, have, so you've already submitted it and there was no yeah, yeah, drama or disappointment or surprises or anything there. Okay, so we're good yeah. there. And then yeah. uh, you just got another week. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> I, I wanted to give a couple of days. I didn't want to just like walk out, you know, so I didn't want to do that. But um, you just get everything in order. It's actually was like a stressful decision because I've never done it. I'm not, like I said, I'm a full-time, I'm not an entrepreneur, like I'm an entrepreneur now, but I was never, mm-hmm. never occurred to me. Like I'm, I have the, I've always had the job mindset. Like I go to, I went to college, get a job, you know, you get, you get your, your 401k and you know, your healthcare and that, that's what, that's, that's life. That's what you do. There is no other, yeah. there is nothing else you can do. So I, What I are you guys doing about healthcare? Speaking of which, we don't bring that up on the podcast very often. I know the conversations in the Facebook group happen quite a bit on that subject. Uh, and I've shared what we do, but are, yeah, know, honestly, whatever speci- uh, specificity you're comfortable with. Yeah, I'm just I'm still looking. Like I've I've been told that like there's MediShare and there's other Christian healthcare ministries. I have to look into that. Like that's something mm-hmm. definitely want to look into. Yeah, if you guys so, are yeah, young so and healthy something. and no pre-existing yeah. conditions to be concerned no. about, that is really hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, that's who we use is MediShare. Yeah. I'd like to get them as a sponsor in our community at some point, come to one of our events because many people do use them. But you have many options now. You really yeah, do. Yeah. You can get into to a self-employed group. Of oh, some you see, kind, I didn't even know, you know that. And, yeah. and we've even had people approach us and say, hey, we want to provide insurance for your group. We you know we've looked at those kind of things even. But yeah. yeah, there's lots of options out there. Don't let it be something that intimidates you. Some yeah, because like, that's oh, something I got to keep my job because I got good insurance. It's like, oh, right, that's just right. bill you pay. Right. That's how I've, because that's what a lot of people will say, like, I have this amazing, I can't leave my job. I have benefits. And I'm like, yeah, but like, like you just said, it's just a bill. It's like, you know, and even then, like, I mean, we're not, I don't, you know, I'm not a, insurance can be tricky too. Like sometimes that you do something like, like funny story. Like even one time I went to the, long, long time ago, went to the dentist and then they were working on my, on my, working on some part of my mouth and they're like, oh, your insurance covers this tooth, but not this tooth. And I'm like, what do you mean my insurance doesn't cover all the teeth? Like which insurance covers all the teeth? Like you not some of the teeth. insurance for these teeth back here. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like it's, it's my mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was in shock. So I'm like, this is crazy. Like insurance is so tricky. Like, so I have to ask like, which tooth this, you know, is covered under my plan? You know, like. Wait, I need to know so, which one's to floss tonight, man. Help me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause these are covered. These, I don't know. You know, this, you know, so, That's so crazy. even then, like, I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm not a big insurance I don't know a lot of, too much about insurance. So I'm still learning, you know, sure. what my options would be, but, sure. but yeah. Well, but, um, you know, I went and looked at what it would take to just pay myself all those benefits plus a whole bunch more. Right. And, you know, and I've done this for 20 years. I've raised my family with this mindset. This has been the only income of any significance that we've had. It's been 99.9% of our income for 20 years has been wow. what I do online, e-commerce, mm. selling online, creating content, training others, that sort of thing. That's, that's it. So we don't have any organization out there that we lean on that, you know, oh, they cover our insurance or we figured it all out. But there's no job out there that could have lured me away from this. Yeah. You know, you know if, you're, if someone were to say, well, do you regret not having gone to like, say, be a C-level executive at some corporate headquarters? And now you're going to have to get up at five o'clock in the morning every day. You're not going to see your mm. family till that night at 6 p.m. or seven. You're going to have to travel six or seven weeks a year, you know, for the, for, like, what would we have to pay you to get you to say, yeah, I probably should have gone that path. What would you've had to earn? There's no number you could give me. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally not a number big enough because the time I got to spend with my kids, 
my wife's here, my kids are here. We homeschooled, which is beautiful for our family. And yeah, I'm, I want to look into that too. Yeah. And those relationships that resulted from it, you couldn't buy that from me now. Yeah. So I'm excited to see you guys starting this journey, doing this business together. And yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm excited to do the coaching uh, and be the, you know, one of the first, one of the few Spanish coaches so just to help out in the Latino community as yes. much as I can. So, so I that's love it, tremendous. You know? So you were a coaching student as well. Talk us through that a little bit. Who's your coach and how's that experience been? Yeah, I'm still a coaching student. Like, so my coach right now is uh, Abe McMahon and then I have also Brian Olson. They're awesome. Man, so they're very man. different, which is cool. Good. So like yes. I learned things from each one, but it's been great because I just come with like questions, you know, I'm just like, bam, 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 bam. So I'm very detailed. So I like to know, I get, I dig, you know, so I'm not, I don't like superficial. Like I, I really dig into like specific, specific things. Like, you know, like for example, like, like the replans, like, uh, you know, I want to learning like how I can make a system where I can see like the replan dashboard program or another program where I can see like, I need to reorder this. I need to get this again, you know, like more organized. I like systems. I'm very tidy, very organized, you know? So the more I've, I've always, uh, in this business, I've learned a lot, like the more systems I have in place, the, it's, it flows easier. I can get kind of off the business more and I just let the systems flow, you know? So whether it's a repricer, a shopper, the prepper, a program or, or whatever, like, or inventory lab or something like that, like it just helps me. F- it's just more of a flow. So I'm not just like, I need to find inventory. I need to find this. What do I do? This happened. Like, it's just a flow. So if a problem happens, I got it. If this happens, my VA can help me with that. So I have, you know, I have the pieces in place as much as keep the boat, you know, steady as much as I can. So yeah, yeah beautiful. Yeah. And that's so one of the analogies great. I like to use about what it feels like to build a business over time is you find something that works and you have mm-hmm. this period of intense focused effort while you're proving mm-hmm. it. And you're, you're making it work and all these little surprises are happening and you're figuring those out. But yep. you get to that period of intense focused effort where you're kind of fighting fires and learning new things you've never heard of before. Yeah. And you'll mm-hmm. always be learning, but now you've built something. You're kind of like, I like to imagine like a little castle on the beach, you know, boom, right. you built it. Right. Well, okay, now you've got other concerns coming. You got things that will try to take away what you've built. So you build a moat around that and then you they expand the moat and then you fill the moat with water and you put some alligators in the moat. Then you build a bridge, you know, <laughs> a drawbridge. Mm-hmm. So you learn to defend the castle and, and automate and make yourself less and less necessary to the system over time Correct. as well. To where you're doing the things that only you can do and that list is always shrinking. So you right. go from being a, a worker in your business to being an entrepreneur who owns a business and you just watch the money kind of flow in and flow out bigger. And right. And that's, that's how it happened to us. It was just like, I started seeing that flow and I'm like, I need to make this flow bigger, you know? So yeah. it's like, like, for example, like my wife shopping Monday to well, like Monday through Thursday around there, two, three stores a day. And it sounds like a lot, but once you get into the flow, you can do a store in like an hour and a half. So she was doing like three hours, something like that a day doing RA and all these stores. And then I was like, what if we just hire somebody, you know, like just train them for a couple of weeks. And then they just do it. And I, and like most people, I thought they can't do it as good as my wife or as me. Like they don't know anything about Amazon. Like they're, they're going to, they don't know Keepa. They don't know the seller app. They don't know ranks. And they're going to like, I can't outsource to this. But then I watched one of the pack courses where they teach you about hiring people and, and all the process. That was another thing too. I never hired anybody. So I'm like, how do I hire a person? Like I'm a teacher. I don't want to do payroll. Like 
do they need insurance? And so I learned the, the wonderful term of contract labor, where it's just, you know, you just contract them for a time and you don't have to do all these complicated things. You just give them a, a we pay hourly and everybody has like their own way of doing uh, hiring people. We just pay by the hour because I was like going to calculate gas and commissions right. and all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to pay you a good, nice hourly fee and let's do it. You know, and the person's happy. Uh, my shopper doesn't even do an hourly fee. She just wants like a weekly fee. Like you pay me this much every week and we're good. And she brings us three times what I pay her. <laughs> so yeah, like, right. so if I pay her this much, she pays me three times. And, you know, and she knows, I mean, I don't know if she really, I mean, she can see the numbers, but I don't think she cares. She's just happy that we're paying her. Yeah. So, and my wife trained her and she not say that she's better than my wife, but she's like as good or better. Like she's amazing. You know, like she, she loves to do it. Cause I told her too, I'm like, you have to go shopping. Like, weeks like several times a week just like almost the same like the same list of stores every week like isn't that boring she goes no i love it i can get out i go to stores i walk around it's good exercise and i like this and i'm like hey if you like it we don't want to do it so if you want to do it awesome yeah. praise god yeah, well that's it, how businesses know? grow man you, yeah. you know that people are in different seasons of life they have different right mm -hmm. expectations of how they want to spend their time and their day and you're starting to experience that blessing of being a business owner where you start to realize just because I don't want to do something doesn't mean yeah. there isn't someone out there who's super excited to have the opportunity to earn a few right. dollars and do that for me. Yeah. So now, and that was a shocking opportunity. Yeah. And the same with the VA. I'm like, I've, I've several times I told my VA, like, you don't get tired of going to tactical arbitrage and going through all these items and checking. Isn't it boring? Like, it's boring for me. Like, I, I can't, I can only do it for like an hour or something. I'm like, I'm done. Even if I put music on or I listen mm -hmm. to a YouTube video and distract me and I'm just sourcing, but still I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And she's like, oh, I enjoy it. And I'm like, why? Why do you enjoy it? It's like, it's boring, you know, but she's happy. You know, so I'm yeah. like, hey, if you're happy, I'm happy. We're both making money. Yeah. You're, I'm paying you. You're making me money. Everybody's happy. You know, and the thing so, we didn't mention about the VA too in the Philippines is, you know, what, what's the hourly rate there? So I use a company called FreeUp. And then, so I pay her $8 an hour but it's really six. So she gets yeah. six and then free up, they yeah. keep two. So it's really eight. That's a, that's so. a tremendous wage for Philippines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, we, we have- I used to pay her four. <laughs> well, so. we have a gentleman who's thrilled. It's a very part-time gig for him, but he gets about $3 an hour for us. But what you have to remember is you multiply that number by you know, somewhere between five and eight times. Yeah. To see what it spends in local currency. Yeah. So, you know, you're paying her 40 bucks an hour, her equivalent value like that 80 yeah. grand in the u.s as a salary that's a pretty good gig you know that's that's not a bad job that's what the equivalent of what you're paying her right right so you know these uh some people will will be resistant to the concept and i've hit on this in recent podcast episodes like yeah. oh that just doesn't sound like very much money it's not about how much how much it hurts you it's how much it yeah. helps them let's Correct. look at how much it helps them to pay them this amount and this is otherwise they may not have any work to do they would much rather be getting paid the equivalent of fifteen to forty dollars US. Yeah, to do something useful with their time that's contributing to another business's growth. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, and they're working from home. You know, like like you said, they're with their family. Like my VA is with her daughter. You know, she's at home. She loves it. She like it. She loves her job. I'm like, no, I love this. And I'm like, yeah. but, you know, I've had with like this. Like I've done Zoom calls with her, and I to get to know what she does. I get to know her, her culture, and all of that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like you said, it's. It's 100% true. And it's the same in Latin American countries, like six, $7 an hour is a lot, like over mm -hmm. most Latin American countries, not every single country, but for sure. the most part, like most people make like three, $400 mm -hmm. 
a month around yeah. there, maybe a little more. I know some Latinos are going to say, I make this much, you know, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's the salary is pretty low. So you can pay yeah. them that. That's like, and from home, like they're not out there, like killing themselves, like working like crazy. It's, it's, it's amazing. You know? Like, yeah. They're, they're grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. I know when we were in, um, I'm fascinated by conversion rates between countries' currencies. And mm-hmm. you start to see that a lot. But we lived in Guatemala for a hundred days when we adopted our now 15 year old daughter as an infant. Mm-hmm. And you know, here, if I want to take my family out, we all went down there, all four of our big brothers, my wife and I are living in Guatemala and we'd go to dinner and I do the conversion rate and we had an amazing meal at a nice restaurant, professional service. You know, it's, it's not like a rundown shack. I mean, this is a nice place. And I spent maybe 25, $30 to feed all of us. And it's the same here. That's 180 to $250 at home. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so you get people who live there and, and you send them a little bit of money to do work virtually. And suddenly it's like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. The conversion rates between the currencies aren't meshing up yet. Let's create opportunities for them there. Um, another way I say it is I don't like to, I don't want to disqualify someone for working for me just because of where they live. Right. If you, if you've got the skills, I'll pay you a good rate. Right based on where you live and the, and the cost of living where you are in the world. And it makes using a virtual assistant makes a lot of sense pretty fast. And yeah. we've got some people, uh, I was just talking to yesterday on our team, some new coaches that are coming up through the ranks and their entire business now is virtual assistant ran everything. Right. They just watch wow. the reports. I want to get to <laughs> Isn't that cool? Every yeah, part that's of That's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, because the only thing a virtual assistant can't do from the Philippines would be drive to R. Walmart and put yeah. stuff in a cart. But mm-hmm. if they can buy it online, okay. And so they've mm-hmm. made the sacrifice of, we're not going to hit local stores anymore and pull stuff off shelves. We can't do that. But the virtual assistant can do every other aspect of this business. Mm-hmm. And so they've got a That's team true. of four or five VAs that work with each other and they just kind of watch them interact and do their things. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very interesting. Is, is, it's a virtual business. Yeah, and I want to learn more how to do Like I do it, but I'm not, there yet like yeah, towards it's one step everything. at a time it's some training yeah. we've got coming actually for the community so coaching students and coaches will get it free oh, nice now that you're a coach <laughs> you're gonna awesome. get a lot of good stuff yeah, yeah i'm looking forward to that students. yeah i'm always looking to learn and and yeah. update you know so beautiful you know. well you said you had a bit of a list that you'd put together and, and since we've got a teacher here man there's always something more we can learn <laughs> is there anything else on your list that you want to get me yeah, something also that that I'll mention. I think I'm trying to think also like um, like what could be helpful to to new listeners that are you know or even like medium size whatever whatever size yeah. people that are listening is the whole the, the behind the scenes like business aspects, which is also was very confusing for me because like I said, I come from a job. You give your you know a W two or whatever W four W something forget and one you give it to your CPA. Yeah. yeah, one of those documents. One of those things that accountants look at. <laughs> yeah. And you just give that to your accountant, your taxes, you go home, you're done. Business is not that, not like that. So then as you grow, you know, you have to start learning like the corporations, LLC, the S corp payroll, or there's a schedule K and there's all these things. And I was like, what is all this stuff? Like, you know, you have to start figuring out deductions. I had no idea what that was. So I have a great CPA, actually another seller from a different group referred her to me here in Miami and I've stayed with her. She's amazing. And she knows her stuff really, really well. Legit, you know, she's not sneaky or anything. So I know there's some sneaky CPAs out there. So, um, but this one's legit. And then she, and I learned from her. So she would tell me, you need to do this. Have you thought about getting a corporation? Have you thought about that? You know, so that's also good. Like for those of you that are like, oh my gosh, I have to 
what are these documents? What do I do? This is crazy. It's confusing. Get your CPA, tell them, just be honest. Say, I have no idea how to do business taxes. Teach me. You know? So just, they just learn, you know, and you don't have to take, you know, I believe the Proven Amazon course has a, a course on accounting so they can, yeah. yeah. So there's that, you know, but don't let it intimidate you either. You know, especially if you're a brand new seller, don't freak out, you know, just don't worry about that too much. Just speak mm-hmm. to your CPA, say, hey, I'm going to start a business. What do you recommend I, I start with? You know, even me, like, it was funny. Like, I would tell my CPA, and like, we did like 120000 or whatever this year. She's like, oh, you, you guys are small. And I'm like, what do you mean you're small? You know, like, that's a lot of money. She goes, nah. Like, you know, you're still growing. And I'm just like, wow. Because like, what's like, what's big? She's like, oh, like the million, like hundreds of thousands, millions. I'm like, oh, sheesh. Okay. We got a way to go. So like, you know, so you grow. Even with Amazon, like, they don't even give you a 1099, I think, until you do 20,000 in sales, I think, for the year. Something like that. I forget. But. Don't quote me on that, but I know it's like a number. It's a 15 or 20, something like that. So even when we first started, like I didn't even, my first year, I didn't even get a 1099 because I didn't even make, I didn't even make enough to get the 1099. So when I first got it, I just gave it to my CPA. It was super easy. She was like, oh no, don't worry. Just give us your deductions. What did you use? We'll do this. We'll do that. No big deal. And we, we barely paid much at all. And then as we started growing, then we have to start paying more in taxes. But it's not a, something that new sellers, I think, should worry much about yeah, or even worry sure. about. Yeah. Like if you have a CPA, just give them what they want. You're good. You know, it's not, yeah. you know, yeah. you're fine. As long as you're doing everything legal, you're not going to get audited. You know, the IRS is not going to come after you. You're not going to break into law, you know. So take a deep breath. It's not a, not a big deal, you know. Yeah, so, it, it really isn't. And, and yeah. when I'm talking on this subject and I sum it up for folks, I mean, I, if I get something from the IRS or the state of Indiana or it looks like it has anything to do with the tax statement or anything, I don't even open those envelopes. <laughs> I send the stack to my accountant. And then he, he'll provide me, you know, he'll put it all into the report and I'll flip through. And if I have questions, you know, so I spend a total of, you know, a few minutes a month, maybe at the most on yeah. all things related to any kind of taxes. So what I, what I like to tell new entrepreneurs though, is you'll, you'll thank me later, keep your personal expenses and mm-hmm. budget yes. separate from your business and track yeah. your expenses. Anytime you spend Correct. any money on anything that might be business related, keep the receipt, keep those numbers separate, give all that to your accountants and they'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, as you start to grow too, you'll want to check in you know, monthly, quarterly, kind of what do I owe? So you don't get this big surprise mm-hmm. at the end of the year. A good accountant right. will do that with you and for you. But that's it. You know, that, that is literally the only small business accounting training you will ever need. That's 98% of the lessons if you find a good accountant. And yeah. to me, a good accountant is for any career. This goes, if I'm going to have someone work on my teeth, like we mentioned earlier, if I'm going to have someone mm-hmm. work on my car, if I'm going to have someone work on my account, I want to know that it's someone who's been doing it for a long time with a good reputation. Yeah. That's Amen. it. <laughs> yep. Here you go. Here's my stuff. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. And it's just like teaching. Like, I mean, I'm a teacher and sometimes parents ask me some questions that for me, it's like, oh, I know that. You know, if it's like reading comprehension or fluency or phonics or something, it's like, yeah, it's this, this, and this, but the parents don't know. And they're like, oh, really? And I'm in my head, I'm like, oh, that's pretty simple, but I'm a teacher. So I know those things, you know, there's certain things or about lesson plans or grading or whatever. It's just like, I know that, you know, or just things that teachers deal with, but parents, you know, they don't need to know all that stuff because they're not teachers, you know? So they won't know. It's the same thing with CPA. Like you don't need to be a CPA, you know, trust, get a good CPA and just trust them. And, you know, if they're doing the right thing and all of that, you're good. You know, the same great advice. Yeah. It really you don't is. Need to be don't let it be intimidated. 
You know, yeah. I, I see some people who get caught in the getting ready to get ready to start a business and that takes, yeah, yeah. you know, they sit there for three, five, eight years and like they mm-hmm. haven't done anything. They've read mm-hmm. books on accounting and they've read books on how to launch and grow a small business. And they've read books on, it's like, no, stop, start yeah, selling just, something. Yeah, sell start something. Putting, you know? Start putting yeah. money in the bank mm-hmm. and then just keep track of what you're doing. Keep track of your records and your receipts, you know, on paper, on a spreadsheet, anyhow you Get an accountant eventually. Yeah. So that's great advice. Stop getting ready to start a business and just get going. Yeah. What else? Anything else on your list? I think I went over all my story. I mean, uh, to, you know, to catch up to now, like I think I already mentioned it, but, you know, we're just growing, stabilizing everything, learning more from our coaches, uh, adding more replans, adding more uh, wholesale accounts, which is something else I want to do because it's, it's like, it's like a replan. It is a replan. You just, you know, order it again and again, you know, so that's also... I love wholesale. It's amazing. So, and that's another thing that's tricky to learn. Like you have to learn all those steps, like contacting wholesalers, checking a price sheet, you know, um, scanning it, comparing prices, you know, so it's, it can get tricky. So that's like another, like, like, like I said before, it's just like plates that I have spinning. Like I have my my retail arbitrage going, have some OA going, and then I want to add some wholesale and then some replant. So just kind of putting them all together, you know, like, like my OA can be my replants or, you know, my shopper can go to not only outlets, which is just sales and clearance and stuff like that. They can also, I can give them a list and just go to a supermarket, which there's so many stores in Miami, like stores everywhere. So it's throw a rock and there's stores. So, and there's a lot of Spanish stores. There's a lot of uh, international grocery stores and all that kind of stuff. So I haven't even hit those yet. So I guess they're hitting those, make my list, give it to my shopper. So, you know, there's, there's so many things you can do this business. It's just, when I think about it, it's like I get excited because I'm like, I can do like all these things. But, you know, that's also bad because like you want to do everything, you know, so you, yeah. I try to just that happen. I get the rush. And I'm like, I want to do everything. And I'm like, OK, no, Michael, pick one thing, mm-hmm. do the one thing, finish it, get it, get the ball rolling. You know, I got that moving. I'm going to do another thing, you know, and then because if not, I, I've done it before. I try to do like wholesale, RA, replans, the stores, you know, uh, do everything, you know, and, and then and then I burn myself out. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm, so not, I'm not making any money. I haven't, know, haven't I done this a long time and send people, you know, because this is a multiple income streams community. I love adding mm-hmm. on new strategies and new income streams and, you know, kind of patching it all together over time. But the mm-hmm. one thing I can tell you is, you know, if you, there's, there's two different ways to do it. One is to try to tackle them all at the same time and chip away. And you've used the, you know, keep the plate spinning type of analogy. You know, mm-hmm. that's one way to do it. But the other way you'll make more money and it feels less chaotic is yeah I'm going to get real good at spinning this plate and mm-hmm. I'm going to figure it out every all there's no about spinning this plate and by spinning plate I mean income stream that's working really well and then I'm right. going to hand it to somebody else and I'm not going to get all the benefit of that spinning plate anymore because they're going to get some of the benefit mm-hmm. they don't have to pay them but that plate keeps spinning without me now Correct. I'm going to go start spinning another plate. Right. When you're first starting and you're in that season of intense focused effort, it does feel like spinning a lot of plates yourself. Just out right, of necessity. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? But Definitely. as you start to realize which plate's really paying the bills, all right, let's get someone on that one. Let's automate it. I'm going to step away from it. Take my Correct. hands off the box tape. I'm not going to be the guy going to the stores anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody else. Now let's get those other plates rocking. And that's where I'm excited to see this season you guys move into. And one thing I will tell you too is, you know, you're a week from being out of your job. See if, you know, let me know after the fact if this isn't true. But I was just talking, who was it? One of our coaches, Adam on our team. And it was verifying this is true because he went from having a full-time career where he got up every day, went to work, came home late. 
to the full-time entrepreneur. And one of the things that'll shock you about the transition is how fast the day goes. I was thinking like the opposite. I'm going to be like, I'm just going to be like, no, that's exactly right. You think, what am I going to do with all this work out a little bit? I can take my time and a book. Exactly. You know, that's how I was thinking. I'm like, "Eh, I'm back with me in three months. You're going to be like, (laughs) I thought days were supposed to be 24 hours long. They're like six hours long now because you find so many exciting things to cram into each day. Right. That they're just here and they're gone. Because mm-hmm. you never find yourself watching the clock ever. You're just, you know, life. Yeah. Coming. And that's honestly, I even just yesterday, like I bought on Amazon, like a little schedule goal tracker thing. It's like, like, you know, like a, like a notepad, but you can rip it. Mm-hmm. So it's like 50 something sheets. And then, you know, it's like, it's very nice. And then, you know, it has like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You can write down, write your goals. Cause I, I thought of that too. I'm like, I'm probably going to be one of those. And just going to be like, days are just going to pass by. And I'm like, I don't, I don't trying not to do that. So even speaking to my coach, I was like, what can I do? So that's not me. Like, I don't want to be like three months from now. I'm like, what month are we in? It's July. You know, like, what? like I don't know, what time is it? What day is it? You know, yeah, discipline is important. Yeah. Discipline, so I want to have that discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And keeping yourself accountable instead of having a system or a boss or someone who's in charge, keeping you accountable. You are, you know, your walk with God, your spouse, your family, that's your accountability structure. Correct. And some people yeah. respond, poorly to it, unfortunately. Most people respond right. very, very well to it because you know freedom is a very, I don't want to say liberating because that sounds redundant, but it's, it yeah. just, freedom allows you to become all the potentially you could be. Right. And suddenly you're able to right. do that without anyone saying, well, no, from this hour to this hour, from this time to this hour, you're who we want you to be, mister. Yeah. But you, now it's, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah. You're going to respond and I want- and I wanted to mention something too for those like, because this happened to me too. And again, I'm trying to think as a listener and also as like an interview, because I love this podcast and I listen to it and, you know, so, and other ones, but this is like my favorite one of business and Amazon and everything. For those, like, I don't want people to think like, he just quit his job and he did this full time. And it's like, it was really fast. Like this is taking me like six years to do every day. Not like sometimes a couple months here and there, like, for years now, of course, it took me a long time because I didn't know what I was doing for like a few years. Like, we had no clue. So, like, but if you have something like the proven Amazon course or a coach, then yeah, you can go much faster. Like, until like before my coach and the Amazon course, I had another coach from a different group and she helped me tremendously. And it was just like, I would meet with her for like an hour and I would just leave like with my eyes open. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how did I not know all this stuff? Like, cause she was a million dollar seller. And she was just, and I would ask her, she's like, just do this, do this, do this. And I'm like, like, you're amazing. Like, how, who are you? <laughs> but, but I noticed, I'm like, it's because the coaching is so amazing. Like it just, it just sky, it, it puts like gas, like nitrous on your, on, on your car and just, you just, you take off and you're like, oh, okay, this is easy. Like not easy, but like I, you figure out a lot of things much faster. So yeah. that definitely helped us, our growth a lot, like getting coaching and learning and watching more of the videos in the course and just being more serious for things. So take it, slow. Don't just quit your job, you know, and I'm yeah. going to walk into work tomorrow and I'm out of here and I'm going to do this Amazon so thing. Good. Like take it little by little, do it on the side, have your job because God forbid you try Amazon or you try e-commerce. And for the first couple of months, you're not making any money. You know, you go to the stores, you go, I don't find anything I'm scanning. I don't find anything. I found $10 of profit, $20 of profit, but you still have your job. So you're not freaking out like, okay, with $20, I can't pay my rent, you know, like, or my mortgage, but you still have your job, you know? So you're not freaking out, you know? So it's good to make a plan, make goals for yourself. Like, yeah. you don't Slow have to transition. do what I did. 
Yeah, slow transition. Like, you don't have to do what I did, but what I did is just, you know, started paying my bills with Amazon little by little to, to try it, you know? And even in the beginning, at, at like around a few months back, like, uh, like, I, like last year, I don't know, like six, eight months ago or whatever, like I was like, okay, let me not use my salary to pay for my bills and see if this works, you know? And I'm like, I still have my salary. So if it doesn't work, I have money, you know, that I can. So if Amazon didn't pay me enough to pay my mortgage, I still have money for my job to pay my mortgage. You know, like I'm not going to be homeless. So, but it works. I'm like, okay, let's try this. There's an analogy that I really like that uh, Dave Ramsey uses when he's talking Mm -hmm. to people about, Hey, what point should I make the leap from this new income stream, this new business living from, you know, jump out of my career and jump into that. He right. says, you, you want to row that boat as close to shore as you can before right. you make the leap. That's a good analogy. <laughs> you don't have to yeah, jump yeah. in and swim a mile. You want to get up close to the dock, right? So, uh, and that involves, you know, your spouse too. You, you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, you guys have six to eight months of living expenses in the bank. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. a very healthy conversation to have with your spouse. How many months of living expenses would you like to have in the bank before we'd make a jump to a different opportunity? And everyone's yeah. going to have a different comfort zone there. And that's very important that you keep your spouse in that comfort zone, even if they're not working the business with you, for example. So right. yeah, these are very prudent things to think through. And I've, I've seen couples do it all different ways and people do it all different ways. Right. Some people are gung-ho. It's like, wow, this sounds amazing. I'm dropping everything. And I'm like, no. Right. Yeah, and I was never that person. I was like, yeah. But, but you know, then you have the people that prove me wrong. They're like, no, I dropped everything, went all in. Yeah. And, and I get jealous. I'm like, how'd you do that? And it's like, it's I a wish personality I type, I guess. Yeah, it's personality. It's the same type. people that skydive, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can't skydive. No, you're not getting. My wife will do it. She's like, I'll jump. I'm like, I will watch you jump. Like, Bye, baby. <laughs> I'll see you at, I'll the, meet bottom you at the bottom when the, when the plane lands. lands. Yeah, it's like I'm not jumping on things. No. That's great. It's like, yeah. yeah, you know, God gives us all different different kinds of personality. That's what makes the world so interesting. But yeah, yeah, great advice, mm-hmm. man. Good, solid, Thank grounded you. advice. Appreciate that. And and I love that you came from a place of zero business knowledge. Yeah. Um, and just grew into this so organically and over time. Beautiful. Yeah. Like my family is not entrepreneurial. My family is very humble thing. Like, like a little bit of background in my family. Like my grandmother left Cuba in like the fifties before Castro. So, and then she went to, and most, most Cubans come straight from Cuba to Miami. Like my, my mm-hmm. family went to New York. So then I'm like a New Yorker. I'm, I'm from my, I live in Miami. I've been raised here, but I celebrate the New York spirit attitude in me a little bit. So, and my mother was raised in New York. My father was in New York. So, so I'm like a Cuban New Yorker, Miami person, but yeah, like my family didn't go to college. You know, I'm the first college graduate in my family. Well, also my cousins did too, but like my immediate family, mom and dad didn't go to college. Um, My grandmother didn't go to college. My father didn't go to college, you know, like, so I had to grow those things. And it's, for me, it's been a bit of a struggle, a lot of a struggle because it's like, I'm doing it like on my own, but I've, thank God, Thank, thank Christ for the Lord, because without God, I wouldn't know where I would be. And he's always guided me. And then also, like, I've learned a lot from mentors, whether it's a, like I learned this from John Maxwell. He would say, sometimes you can't speak to that mentor you want to talk to, but you can read their book, you know? So it's like you have that mentor on paper, you know, like you can read yes. them. So I would, I'm like, oh, that's great. So then I would buy books. I'm like, oh, I want to learn from so-and-so by their book or listen to an audio book or watch a YouTube or course, whatever, you know? So I would just learn things and I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can do that. You know, so over the years, I just grow my personal growth, you know, just self personal growth and just learn more and more and more. And the same thing with Amazon, like with coaching, with the proven Amazon course, just even now in the podcast, you know, I'm learning too. So just learning, you know, and just if you're on, if you were on the bottom, you know, some people have like a lot of, they come from a lot of money and they come from, you know, whatever they, they have it 
they're very set up even when they're little. Like I wasn't. So I wasn't like poverty, but we weren't like, you know, super rich. So I just had to learn as I grow, as I go up. And if you're down there too, like you're just, you're, you don't know, you don't have like the, the tools or you, you don't know where to start or whatever. Just, you know, try the proven Amazon course, you know, learn from other people that have already done it. Uh, read books, you know, just, you gotta, you gotta learn, you know, just, and it's, it's a, it's gonna, it's like a mountain. You just gotta climb it, you know, and, yeah. and you'll get there. And, and, and it's in every blessed, area in your life. And how blessed and we are. And I'm sure your grandma, is she still with us or has she? No, passed? she passed away in 99 actually. So okay. yeah. So, okay. But I, I, I'm sure time. she would say, you know, compared and contrasted to what she saw it happened in Cuba, for example. I love to study yeah. Cuba. After she left, she escaped, you know, before Castro demolished. Yeah, it was like right before. A lot of people left before, like they knew things were happening and they were like, yeah, let's get out of here. They could see it coming. And, and it, what a yeah. disastrous time that was mm. for those who lived there. But she would say, what incredible opportunity we have now, the time, the age yeah. we've been and just, you know, if you work hard and apply yourself, you know, I've, I've had many Cuban friends that lived in Southern Florida for a while and they would always call it, you know, the land of opportunity. You can be yeah. wherever you want to be here. If you work hard, you can do whatever you want to do. It's amazing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We get to enjoy that. And, th- and that has spread too. So yeah. some people are kind of negative about the future. I'm very positive about the future because we have so many tools, resources, opportunities, things that 50, 100 years ago, people never even dreamed of being able to have access to. And we got it at our fingertips. What yeah. are you going to do with it? Is the question. Yeah. You can- and I think traveling too helps too. Like if, yeah. like traveling to Europe is one thing where it's like very, op, you know, opulent and there's lots of stuff and just money and tourism. But it's like go to a country that even if it's just for vacation, that isn't, you know, so first, first world. So lots Westernized, of money, you, know? you know. Westernized, you yeah. know. Go to Latin America. For, I'm from Latin America. I've been to Colombia. Yeah. Um, so it's like, Colombia is an amazing country, but you see things and you're like, you come back and you're like, thank God for the United States. Like you my wife's from Colombia. Yeah. Yeah. We had a and lady when we lived yeah. in Guatemala, she would come to our house every day and cook every meal. She did all the shopping, all the cleaning, all the laundry, all the folding and putting it away, everything nice. like, you know, full, li- the kind of thing that would cost you like, you yeah, know, like- $10,000 a month in the US. Yeah. You know, maybe more like 15 if they were cooking and doing all the food. Yeah. And it was a few dollars a day. And we gave yeah. her a very generous tip. Like, yeah, and she was home, we happy. saw her house. She lived in shacks, three walled shacks. At a, yeah. But here's the thing, Michael, they were very happy. Yeah. They, they yeah. were Christians. They had the love of God in their heart. They smiled constantly, very content with their life. Yeah. They would love to have the conveniences that we enjoyed, but they didn't feel like they'd been robbed because they didn't have them. But how blessed are we that we get the, the best of both? Right. <laughs> what are you going to do with it? We are so blessed. Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, it's true. Sometimes I just, I look around at my house and I live in Miami, which is a beautiful city. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. like where my family came from and then I'm here and I'm like, so I just tell my wife, I'm like, we're blessed. Like we're super duper. I mean, yeah. maybe even some people might see how we live and we're like, it's not even like a big deal, you know? But to me, I'm like, like we started with nothing, you know? Like, so, yeah. so to have what we have now, I'm like, even just to say that I can leave my job and do this. I'm like, that's like, it blows, still blows my mind. Like just saying, and I'm like, I'm going to leave my job. It'll never get old. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I've been doing it for 20 years and I wake up every day thankful that I didn't have to get up three hours ago and leave my mm-hmm. family. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, just, it, and making more money than I would have if I'd have been the best worker at every company I ever worked at before this. Mm-hmm. You know, I was good at what I did and worked for some decent companies, but this opportunity didn't exist there. So yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I start every day with gratitude. That's a good tip too. You know? Yeah. Uh, that'll put you on a good path fast. For attitude sure. leads to optimism. And yeah. that's a great asset to have in business. But man, I have a feeling we could do this for a long time, but we need to wrap yeah. this episode <laughs> up, man. I've taken a lot of your time and no, I, I sure appreciate you. it, buddy. Thank you. And no, it's been a blessing. 
Yeah. God blessing. Awesome. Well, I'm going to talk to the audience for just a minute and thank them for hanging out with Michael and I. Like Michael mentioned, he's one of the latest coaches on our team. We have a Spanish-speaking coach now, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. And for some of the newer students coming in, maybe you want to work with him, reach out to our coaching office. There's a link in the show notes. We've got about 32 or some 35 other coaches as well at all different levels of experience and, and business sizes of their businesses. Our team is made up exclusively of coaching students who became coaches and they're running very successful businesses. That's who our coaching team is. So look us up. But to all the business building warriors who are out there who hung out with Michael and I today, God bless you. We're praying for you. We see this as ministry. And what that means is this isn't just about you making more money. We truly want to see you improve every area of your life, relationships and your health. Yes, your finances. Absolutely. We want to provide you some tremendous relationships in this community, friendships. We want to see all these areas improve and we want to be part of making that happen and ideally drawing you closer to God as well. That's in our heart of so many of our leaders. So from our team to you, wherever you're listening, we'll have more great episodes for you real soon, but God bless all the business building warriors. Hey, Michael, one last time. Thanks to you, buddy. You were great today. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It's it's so cool. So I'm very thankful to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, you dropped some great information today. I think we're going to bless a lot of people with the stuff you shared. I'm glad. All right, Warriors. Talk to you guys soon. Bye for now. Hey, before I go, one last reminder, Payoneer.com, a tremendous sponsor of this show. You can get 10% off your first fees by going to Payoneer.com slash funding. Tell them you came from our program. They're going to take good care of you up to $750,000 for Amazon and Walmart sellers. Hey, if you're needing some funding with some good flexible payback terms with no credit check, you're going to love these guys. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.